Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi everyone, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we get started looking at scripture from John's Gospel, let's begin, Brett, by asking, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's a dreary, rainy day, and as I told you this earlier, um, Evie... I had my alarm set for 5.45, and Evie woke up crying at 5.20, and I was like, please, just another 20 minutes. And I mm-hmm. went and picked her up, and I was like, just sleep for another 20 minutes, to which she responded, <laughs> <laughs> So we disagreed on that point this morning. And she won. And she won. Uh, she, she always will. She <laughs> always, always, always. Um, but I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing really well. I um, have started a new medi- uh, new um, morning devotion practice, and I try to meditate a little bit. And I am a person who my brain is always going. So those few minutes, it's probably seconds, but those few minutes of like just silence and trying to clear my mind, I've just felt really connected and good. So I'm doing great. That's wonderful. Um, I forgot who it might have been. You know the. Um, celebrations of discipline in foster's book mm-hmm. was, uh that I, or someone else i can't remember that it, it described and i think you can relate to this as uh for christian meditation of our our mind is just um a room full of junk just like bursting at the seams yeah and uh meditation is just clearing out you know just the tiniest of corner for there to be space yeah and i always found that metaphor sometimes i when i try to meditate i've like literally pictured that metaphor of like i'm just trying to create yeah just just a little little bit bit, a little bit of space (laughs) yeah and i was reading something this morning that said that um our job our spiritual work is to become attuned to the presence of God. Hmm. And I think that is that time for me when I'm trying to clear my mind is recognizing just for me that God is in control, God is here. I don't have to be worrying, thinking, doing, hustling. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that's been really good. Yeah. Um, have you read anything recently that you've enjoyed, an article or a book? Yeah, I'm, uh, I haven't been able to read as much as I as I want to uh but i'm reading through a book right now called the lives of literature by arnold weinstein who's a literature professor at brown who's done some of the like great courses lectures Mm -hmm. that i've listened to that are fabulous um and it's kind of a um memoir slash thoughts on literature and he has this really wonderful line where he talks about uh as a teacher trying to get across to his students that literature is both uh uh cardiac and neural of Mm -hmm. like it affects both our hearts and our minds Mm -hmm. um and i think about that of of preaching of like we want this to to grow our minds and to grow uh our knowledge and our understanding but also like penetrate our hearts to to move us and then he's also just very funny he he has a he had a wonderful line of you know he's like my philosophy in college has been and always will be that 
college is less preparing you for a job than like helping form you as a human being. He's like, but I recognize I'm an old guy that has a pretty good job. So it's a yeah. pretty privileged place to be in to, to yeah. say that. And I just, I appreciate someone who has a conviction, but can right. understand, but can have grace in that conviction, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's been a, it's been a delightful read so far. Yeah. How about you? So uh, what I mentioned earlier about reading about spiritual work, that's from some Ignatian spiritual stuff that I'm reading. I'm also reading um, Mary Carr has written a book called The Art of Memoir, and um, her language is always incredible. She is the most descriptive writer that I know that is currently writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, every sentence is just kind of laden with this description and beauty and um so I love reading what she writes. I also find it terrifying because for her, memoir is like, you know, open up your guts and spill them out for everyone to see. So do I enjoy that? Not really, but I, she writes really pretty. So, <laughs> Well, let us, uh, before we get to our scripture, begin with a prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, the great I am, May we discover a little more of who you are as you tell us who you are. May that change who we are and how we interact with those around us. I pray this all in your name. Amen. Friends, we have been doing a sermon series on the I Am statements from John's Gospel. There are seven places where Jesus says, I am, and then describes himself or uses some sort of language to tell about who he is. And so we're looking at those. And today we're looking at the 10th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 11 through 18. And as I read, this is Jesus speaking. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Tara, I'm going to apologize to you now. I'm going to switch up these questions, the order, because I want to end I'm with ready. the first one. So I'm, I'm just I'm apologizing and letting you know now. But um, uh, in the scripture, Jesus talks about these I was afraid hands. you were going to say, I have totally we've been recording nothing, and you have to do it all over again. So this is all good. Okay. Is, it's all uphill. Whew, continue. Um the Jesus talks about these hired hands in this analogy of himself as the shepherd. Um, what do you think he? Who could this be describing? Is this describing a person, an act, a, yeah. a, a state of being? So I'm going to answer it first, just kind of literally, which is, um, you know, there was a difference in care, most likely, that's given between someone who owns the sheep and someone who's just hired to look after them. Mm. If you own the sheep, and as it would have been in this kind of first century time, your very livelihood was tied to the lives of these sheep. 
um, then you cared for them in a different way than the hired hand did. Mm -hmm. The hired hand might protect them, but when the hired hand feels threatened, all bets are off. They're going to protect themselves. So I think that's what it means. Knowing this question was coming, I've been thinking about like, what are the hired hands in my life now? Mm -hmm. Like, what are those things? And for me, a hired hand is anything that when it comes down to the most painful or even beautiful parts in my life, those things don't stand. And here's what I mean by that. You know, I can think that us having a certain level of wealth is going to keep us protected. But, you know, that doesn't help me when my child is very sick. Mm. Um, in the same way, uh, you know, when you have a new, you know well, when you have a new child who's born into the world, all the things you thought that made you happy before, like your education or achieving, none of that matters in the face of this new little life who brings true joy, true joy into the world. So for me, the hired hands are those things that I think will make me happy or keep me safe. But really, we know at the end of the day, don't. Mm. And all that stands between me and pain or me and beauty at the end of the day is the Lord God. And the good news is that's enough. Mm. That's enough. So that's what I think about the hired hands. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, I think that's lovely. Uh, and, and I'll start in a similar way of, of you know, at this uh, point in history, uh, similar to where we are now in history, uh, when shepherds first kind of came into the fold, they they were local communities. They were people who owned their sheep. At this point, now there are people who own thousands of sheep, and they have to hire hands, and they're not the ones who are actually out there uh, right. taking care of the sheep. So uh, both the ownership and when you have the ownership, you have an intimacy mm -hmm. with the sheep. Um, I was reading today that sheep can uh, recognize other sheep by their face and actually recognize humans by their yeah. face. Um, there, there can, there's an intimacy when uh, the shepherd knows each one of the sheep as opposed to uh, the hired hands who are out there, who are rotating, who, who right. are just part of this production. Uh, and as you said, when, when danger faces them, uh, they scatter. And yeah, we set up um, safety nets. I set up safety nets uh, with you know <laughs> investments, and yeah. uh, I think wealth is probably the biggest one of of sure uh, that this is going to be what protects me in the in the face of all things. And I think wealth does protect us sure. in a way. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It does make things easier. It can offer, but. The things that we truly fear in life, the ones that will break us, it is really only God who stands with us in that breach. Mm -hmm. it, you know, you and I have both known um, incredibly wealthy people who um, for a while leaned on that and when a tragedy happened in their life, it, it, the only place they could find themselves back in was the church. Um, I have a friend who is, you know, like, own their own plane wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she once told me, do you know what the only thing a wealthy person has that anyone else doesn't have? And I said, what's that? And she said, the sure and certain knowledge that it will not make you happy. Mm. Like we know mm. that more than anyone. Yeah. And I, I really get that. And But I think there are a million different ways I try to set up a hired hand. Sure, sure. <laughs> I always sure. think if I know the most, yeah. right? If I've got the most knowledge, if I've learned the most, ugh. All yeah. the things. If I, uh, I was thinking about this earlier of like, um, 
if I, I, you know, even though, even though I learned to drive with uh, MapQuest and, and, and I learned all the streets growing up because Google Maps was not around, yeah. I've become a Google Maps driver. And to like not know where you're going is really kind of like scary if you, if you go, if you don't have the, I drove the to Gunnersville yesterday and I was like, I wonder what direction I'm traveling in. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or um, the Gunnersville example, um, like after after we went to this Presbyterian meeting, I went out and went out on the lake, and it was part of the lake I'd never seen before. Yeah. And that was, like, really, really scary of, like, I don't know what this boat dock yeah. looks like. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, and, like, so much in our life is making sure we don't have to, like, go out on that ledge. I've, I've, totally. I've re- meticulously researched, you know, like, menus before I go to a restaurant. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not surprised. There but, will be no uncertainty uh, There will in my be life. no uncertainty, which is uh, a false god and, and, and a hired hand in, in many ways. But uh, so that's the false side. Let's move to the to the true side. Jesus presents himself as the good shepherd. This is the I am statement in the scripture. What do you personally find moving about this shepherd imagery and what do you, how do you think it would have been also moving to the original listeners if that's different yeah so i'll speak to original listeners would have had an idea of um the peril that sheep could get into mm-hmm. <laughs> sheep are pretty dumb yeah um they knew that left to their own devices it was a very dangerous place for them and so i think the image of the good shepherd caring for the sheep, making sure that they are in safe places, that they have water and pasture. It was this really material kind of well-being that I don't know that we get today. Yeah. Um, what I love about the imagery, and um, I am a person who I'm always, I always feel like I have to be prepared. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's like, I don't know what that is, but you know, I'm always, I always feel like I have to be in control and I have to be prepared. And what speaks to me about the image of the Good Shepherd is that I also can just be. Hmm. And when I blunder my way into trouble, God will be there. And when I'm worried about if I'll have enough, God will take care of me. It's, um, you know, Brett, you're at this, you've got this new baby. I've got a kid who's moving out of my house and going to college, and I've been thinking about her as a baby. And I can just remember holding my infant and thinking that she didn't have a care in the world. Mm -hmm. She was fed, she was clothed, and she was held in my arms. That's what the Good Shepherd is to me. Mm -hmm. That's what the Good Shepherd is to me. That is is absolutely lovely. That is absolutely lovely. I am... I'll, this is in my sermon, uh, but if anybody's listening to this who didn't listen to the sermon, <laughs> um, I was reading about how, um, you know, that sheep sheep are both dumb and intelligent, but the, where they got this huge rap for being like the dumbest animals in the world, which they're not the dumbest, they're dumber animals out there. I've seen a chicken. Um, but where they got this rap from that was when um, cattle herders took over kind of shepherding because there was a lot of money to be made in it. And so as cattle herders took over uh, shepherding, they tried to um, shepherd in the same way that you do cattle. And how, you, and how you do cattle is you drive from behind. Cattle drives, mm-hmm. right? But sheep have, to be, sheep. sheep have to be led. Uh, and that, to me, is the assurance of Jesus Christ, is everything we talked about before, of the anxiety of going to a place we've never been before without the GPS. 
is we have to have faith and to trust and to know that this that the good shepherd jesus christ has gone before mm-hmm. uh that we are sheep who are following uh we're not being driven into the unknown we're going where the steps of jesus have already been mm-hmm. uh jesus doesn't call us to give our lives in ways that Jesus has not already given of himself. Um, Jesus does not call us to love in ways that Jesus has not already loved us. Yeah. And all these uh, aspects, Jesus has gone before, and that is what a good shepherd is. And is, is, I was uh, reading about uh, the Greek word for good. You know, I don't know about your, your literature professors that told me never, ever use the word good because mm-hmm. it's so nondescript. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kalos is, is the Greek word. And it means um, beautiful or a perfect model. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... In the it is s- the good. It is the good, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so to be... Jesus is setting the example for us as humans also to help lead and go and walk first. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we are going to, as the church... Uh, want the world to be a place of love then we walk first in that love because jesus has already walked first in that love. i love that and i was just remembering and i think i've told you i think i preached on this in the past couple of years and you were here but um my husband his grandfather was a sheep farmer had all the awards shepherd of the year north georgia all those kind of things and Brian told me that when he was little, he remembered his grandfather snored like you would, like just <sighs> like crazy. But every night, even in the dead of winter, his bedroom, uh, his bed was right next to a window and he kept the window cracked. And he said nothing could wake his grandfather, but if a lamb so much as bleated, he shot out of bed and headed for the fields. Mm. And I love that imagery too. Of God hearing my bleeding, yeah. you know, my 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 cry, mm-hmm. and you know, is awake and working in the world for us. I don't know. I love that image. I, that is that is really the most beautiful image. And another sheep fact for you. That's you can tell I was yeah, googling sheep facts. facts. Um, and and maybe you know this with with that. But uh, in the winter, that's when sheep give birth, and typically at night, uh, in the cold, dark. And we get ourselves into the worst places in the cold and the mm-hmm. dark, and that's where we have the the trauma of of, of childbirth. Yeah. And it's there that Jesus yeah. runs from bed uh, yeah. to to help deliver us yeah. uh, in in that position. I uh, highly recommend you watch a sheep shearing video. <laughs> okay. They're so addictive. They're so addictive. It sounds like a cleaning like video, you know, where 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 it's you just sit. like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my North Georgia coming out. Ah, <laughs> uh, this was good. I look forward to hearing your sermon. Um, friends, we're going to end with the words of Pope Francis, who has said, A God who draws near out of love and walks with his people. And then this walk comes to an unimaginable, unimaginable point. We could never have imagined that the same Lord would become one with us and walk with us, be present with us, present in his church, present in the Eucharist, present in his word, present in the poor. He is present walking with us. And this is closeness, the shepherd close to his flock, close to his sheep, whom he knows one by one. Amen. I like that book, Francis. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty it. great. I think it's pretty great. Pretty great. Hope his surgery went well the other day. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again next week. Actually, I think we may take next week off because you will be gone. 
We'll see. We, you know what? Stay tuned. We, yeah. we I mean, I am working. We can do it via Zoom. Yeah, we'll so. see. We'll mm-hmm. see. <laughs> but thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.